Lukut Sikha Shilak Khafalov Parshav Aira Sikha Aleph, a summary of the Sikha. Before we begin the Sikha, we'll just uh, read a few psukim from the end of Parsha Shmois and the beginning of Parsha Aira. At the very end of Parsha Shmois it says, Moshe said to Hashem, Why Why did you do make it worse for the these people? Why did you send me? From the time that I came to Pare to speak in your name, things got worse for the people and you haven't saved them. So Hashem said to Moshe, you will see what I will do to Pare because he will uh, send them out and uh, he will chase them out of his land. Then that's the end of Parshish Moshe, then begins Parshava Eira. By Dabar Lakim al Moshe, Hashem spoke to Moshe, by Yaimir Eilavani Hashem, and he said to him, I am Hashem. And I appeared to Avaira Lavram, I appeared to Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov by the name Shindalid Yud, and my name Yudkevavki, I did not tell them. And I also made a covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the place where they lived. And I also heard the cry of the Jewish people that Mitzrayim is enslaving them. And I remember my covenant with, their, with Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov. Therefore say to the Yidden, I am Hashem, and I will take them out of the uh, hard work of Mitzrayim, and I will save them, and so on, I will redeem them, etc. Now we begin the Sikha. Rashi explains the beginning of the era in two different ways. First he says that the uh, what is this whole thing about talking about Avram and Yitzhak and Yaakov and the way Hashem appeared to them all of this is an introduction to what it says further on and I have heard the cry of the Jewish people and I will take the Meram Mitzrayim. Hashem is saying I, I made a covenant with Avram I haven't kept it yet I will now take them out of Mitzrayim. That's what the whole intro. That's what the whole intro there is. The sec, uh, Rabbi Seinu Darshuhu, our sages gave as a medrashic uh, interpretation, that it goes back to what was said at the end of Parsha Shmois. Moshe said, "Why did you make it worse for them?" So Hashem said to him, "You're talking to me. You're uh, questioning me. But Avram and Yitzchak and Yaakov, they didn't question me." So that the reference to Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, the reference was to the others was showing the contrast between the way they spoke to Hashem and the way Moshe spoke to Hashem. And it goes back to what he said in the previous parasha at the end, Loma Ereza, Loma And then Rashi goes on to say, but the Medrash interpretation doesn't flow, follow the flow of the Psukim for a number of reasons. And he gives two uh, questions that he has on the Medrash, on the Medrash interpretation. And therefore I say, let the the pasuk be interpreted in the simple meaning, dava dava that each you know the, everything flows the psukim flow one after the other. and the medish let it be studied as well, as it says in the pasuk, my my words are like fire says Hashem the Torah, and like a hammer that shatters a stone can be divided into many sparks. So it would seem to be that Rashi is saying that the since according to the Pshat it's difficult to say this Medrashic interpretation because it doesn't flow with the words of the Pasuk so therefore since Rashi is uh, focused on the Pshat the, the simple meaning of the Pshokim therefore um, he doesn't. He doesn't. Uh, this is not the pshat of the pasuk here. 
However, on the other hand, he says that uh, don't think that this is not a valid interpretation of Torah, that that Russia, you know, Medrash is also a valid interpretation of Torah. But then the question is, first of all, why does Rashi then quote this shot altogether? If he doesn't accept it, why does he quote it? He doesn't normally tell you something that he doesn't accept, unless there is uh, an aspect of it that he does want to accept. Another question is, why does Rashi tell us this whole thing suddenly over here? That uh, Medrash is also valid, and, can, and because the word of Hashem, the word of Torah can be seen in many ways, like a, a hammer that uh, shatters a stone. Why did he say it the first time that he laid down his approach to things, which was in pa- back in Parsha Bereshis, where he said that whole thing, I came to explain the Pshudosh Mikra. And there's many midrashim, and they all, but they don't necessarily explain the psukim as they are understood in the simple meaning. So there, Rashi should have said. However, there's still a legitimate approach, and the the drasha tidarish it should also be studied, and so on. So to begin to explain, first of all, the reason Rashi introduces a new pshat, the second pshat, is because there are some a few questions on the first pshat. On the first words of this week's parsha, Rashi explains over there that Hashem spoke to him in strong words, mishpat, in a judgmental way, to tell him, "Well, you know, you told me lama ereisa." And over there, Rashi doesn't say that it's called, that's a medrashic interpretation. That is the simple meaning of the words. The first few words in the pasuk there, Hashem rebuked him for for challenging him. So according to that, it comes out of, according to the first pshat, that Va'era is talking not about rebuking Moshe, but talking about the Avas in the context of he promised the Avas and therefore he will fulfill what he said. So then it comes out that the first, uh, the first few words of the, of the Sedra, by Dabar al-Kim al-Moshe, are rebuking him for what he said in the last parsha. In the middle of the Pasuk, he switches tracks, and he says, Va'yemer Hashem Elav, um, and he goes on to explain that he's going to take the Yidin out of Mitzrayim so in the same Pasuk the first few words are referring back to the previous Parsha and the rest of the Pasuk is talking about going on to the next few words in the Parsha does that make sense? In Shomika, it doesn't make sense to split a Pasuk into referring to the, back to the previous Parsha and then going on to the next Parsha especially in light of the fact that Hashem already responded to Lama Arayasa in the previous Parsha when he said, you will see what I will do to Parai so if he already responded to him before why did he leave a few words to tell him in the next Parsha in the next Sedra that doesn't seem to flow with Pshudosh Mikra. therefore Rashi brings the second shot which is that the entire beginning of the parsha is going back to the, the reference to the obvious is going back to what he said in Lama Ereisa so therefore at least it's not split up into four words and then another four words the whole continuum of, of it is going back to what it said in the previous parsha which is not such a difficulty but the way the Rashi says it that this is that this medish doesn't flow from the psukim, it seems to be dismissing it altogether. So if he's dismissing it, so then why is he bringing it up in the first place? Now let's look at the second part of the Rashi, which is, however, the, the Medrash should be studied. As it says, my words are like fire, like a, ha- like a hammer 
shatters a stone and it splits into many sparks that also has to be understood what exactly does Rashi mean with the words it splits into a number of sparks there are actually three different commentaries which explain it in different ways one says that it means that the hammer shatters the stone into many parts another interpreter says that it means that the, the stone shatters the hammer that we're talking about a very hard substance stone and that when you strike it with a hammer the hammer splits into many parts a third commentary says that when the hammer strikes the stone so sparks fly from the hammer so it's talking about the hammer but it sparks fly from the hammer but each one of these explanations has difficulty like the Mizrahi asks on the first one why does he use the term if we're talking about a, a rock shattering so why does he call it sparks those are not sparks those are pieces of, uh, of stone and he should say it splits into many pieces not sparks the second question the second interpretation doesn't flow at all in Pirish, the simple Pasuk the sim, not Pasuk but the simple understanding of things because when you strike something with a hammer it doesn't really lend itself that the hammer gets shattered rather than the stone gets shattered in fact Rashi doesn't say we're talking about a very hard stone and therefore it shatters so that doesn't seem to flow at all from in Shudosh Mikra. and the third one also that it's the sparks that fly also when it says that the hammer shatters the rock means that the rock is shattered not that the sparks fly so each one of them leaves the difficulty so the big question really is Rashi who always speaks very clearly why would he speak in such obscure terms that there should be three different opinions about what he is talking about another question is why does Rashi quote the beginning of the Pasuk my words are like fire says Hashem he, the, the main raya is from the second part like a stone uh, like a hammer that's, that shatters a stone that so also Torah can be understood in many different ways so why does he need the Pasuk that like my words are like fire what does that have to do with anything here in fact in the Gemara where it uses this Pasuk to show that Torah goes in different directions in one case in the Shabbos it says that when Hashem spoke it went into 70 languages from the Pasuk that Kipatah Shifat Zetzela and in Masechta Sanhedrin it uses the same Pasuk to teach that one Pasuk can be interpreted in many ways but over, and so in each one in these two places it doesn't bring the introductory words of that Pasuk my words are like fire in fact when you compare this Rashi to what Rashi said in Parsha Vayishlach where he says in the Pasuk Vayikra loy Yisrael so Rashi said there are two interpretations one is the simple Pshat and the other one is like Rabbi Seyna Darshu the Medrash Pshat and he concludes and the words of Torah are like a hammer that's, that shatters a stone and it can, it can go in different to different timing it's a, so the words of Torah divide into different reasons different interpretations and I came to explain the simple meaning so there are two differences in the way Rashi says it here and there first of all he doesn't say the introduction to that and then he doesn't use the, the term the sparks it splits into sparks he says it splits into different interpretations which is much clearer what he's talking about why doesn't he say it here in the same way so if 
by uh, looking at the two differences and the way the changes that Rashi makes in this Rashi we can understand what he's trying to say what he's saying here is he starts with the Pasuk with so what he's saying is just like a hammer shatters a stone so also my words the words of Torah the fire which is called the words of Torah split into many sparks it's the sparks, the fire that splits into many sparks, just like a, a hammer shatters a stone. And since he's trying to say that, so he needs the beginning of the pasuk, and he he means to say that it splits into many sparks. But why does he say that? Will be explained. When Rashi says that um, I'm going to answer the simple pashut, uh, the simple pshat, and bahadrasha tidarish, and the medrash needs to be studied. He doesn't mean to say that Medrash is a valid uh, path of Torah and should also be studied. That's so obvious that Rashi doesn't need to say that. Would Rashi really have to say something like that? Rather, what he's trying to say is the simple pshat in this pasuk insists that we should interpret the Medrash. Because without interpreting the Medrash, we cannot understand the story in Pshutish Mikra. That's what he's trying to say. Similar to what Rashi says in other places, Rashi says about certain psukim that this pasuk says that the only way you're going to understand it is if you use the medrash. There's no way to understand this pasuk according to pshat. You're going to have to go to the medrash interpretation. But over here, it's even more than that. It's a little different. Over there, he, ins- he tells you Pshat doesn't have an answer for you. You must go to the Medrash. Here he says, the Pshat is the main explanation of what's going on. But there is more to this Pshat that must be reached only through the the Medrash interpretation. You're going to have to rely on the Medrash in order to understand the simple understanding of what the story is trying to tell. And this is a whole new... Rashi has never said this before. This is a new understanding of things that the pshat is the main explanation but the medrash in, it must be um, studied in order to be able to understand what this pshat interpretation is what this means is generally when Rashi gives a, a simple answer in pshutosh mikra and then there is still remains a certain question which is unanswered so he gives you also the medrashic interpretation but he lets you know that this is a medrashic interpretation that is not the simple explanation of the Pasuk but because there is a small question here which is answered by that interpretation so he explains it to you but he remains with the Pshat interpretation not the medrashic interpretation in this case he's saying that in order to be able it's the Pshat interpretation but in order to be able to understand the full impact of what that shot interpretation is, you're going to have to study the medrash as well, because that contributes to the shot interpretation. And the reason for, the, for that in this case is this. When a child learns that Moshe Rabbeinu said in the end of the last week's parasha, and he knows that when Avram and Yitzchak and Yaakov spoke to Hashem, and Hashem said sometimes what seemed to be contradictory things, they didn't question him. He's learned that already before. So he immediately thinks, Moshe Rabbeinu is challenging Hashem? 
Is there nothing in the Pasuk that addresses this? There has to be something in the Pasuk where Hashem says, hey, well, you know, Avram didn't do that. So he's questioning where is this, where does Hashem uh, talk about this? Especially that he knows that Hashem did respond to Moshe Rabbeinu and he said, in response to his saying, Lama so he said, you will see what I do. So Hashem is addressing the challenge that Moshe said. So then the question is, why isn't he drawing the contrast between Moshe, Avram and Moshe? That's why Rashi says, the simple reading of the Pshah of these Psukim is that Hashem is mentioning Avram in order to explain that he's going to redeem the Yidin. Because he owes Avram and he promised him and Avram Yitzchidakim and he promised him he's going to do it. But in order to answer this question, which is an overarching question on what is this discussion between Moshe and, and Hashem, and where is it going, and why is Hashem addressing this issue, that's why Rashi says, in this case, just to understand the story, we also have to see the way the Medrash interprets it. Even though the Medrash's interpretation doesn't fit and doesn't flow in the Psukim properly, but in order to answer that very important question, we have to say and explain that the psukim also can be interpreted as Hashem addressing the contrast between the way Moshe spoke and the way Avram spoke. So in other words, the simple understanding of these psukim has to be seen. First of all, it's talking about as an introduction to what he's going to say about taking the matter of the Mitzrayim. But it also addresses the question. There is also an interpretation there that the Medrash says, which has to be studied in order to understand the Pshut Mikra, which is that it's also addressing the issue of Moshe Rabbeinu's, uh, the contrast between Moshe and, uh, and Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov. And since this is such a new novel insight, that a Pshat insists on seeing it the way the Medrash says it, even though the Medrash doesn't fit into the Pshat teaching, we see something different. Normally, when, when there are different types of approaches to Torah, this Pshat, is Remez, Drush, Said, each one has its own path, they go in their own rules, each one has its own rules of how to interpret the Torah, and we know this is Pshat, this is Drush, this is Remez, and so on. But over here, he seems to be trying the, the, to ride, as the Gemara says, uses a term from the Gemara, he's trying to ride two horses at the same time. There's a horse called Pshat, there's a horse called Drush, and we're riding both of them into a Pshat interpretation. So therefore, for this, Rashi wants to bring a proof that there is such a thing. There is, I can show you a Pasuk that says that this could happen in Torah that Medrash should be made part of Pshat, even though it remains Medrash, but it, isn't, it fits in and must be there in order to complete the, the, the Pshat interpretation. Therefore, he says the Pasuk of and about the hammer that shatters a stone. When a hammer shatters a stone each piece of the stone is going to be different than each other. There'll be different sizes, there'll be different shapes, and so on. When sparks fly from a fire, they all look the same. They seem to be the same size, same light, same shape. Everything is the same. The only difference is where they are, where they go. So when Rashi talks about it in Parsha Yishloch, in that Rashi, he says that the words of Torah can be uh, like a hammer that uh, shatters a stone, 
and divides into many interpretations. In other words, Rashi over there is simply saying, the words of Torah can be understood in the Drush, they can be understood in Pshat, they can be understood in Remez, and, and they all fit, they're all part of the same Torah. That's what that means. Here he's trying to say something new. There is a Medrashic interpretation, there is a Pshat interpretation, and they're both merging to become one Pshat. In other words, even the Drush, even the Medrashic interpretation has taken on the mantle of Pshat. So the difference between them, they all look the same. The Medrash and the Pshat seem to be exactly different, exactly the same. The, it's a fire that gives off sparks. The sparks are all the same. They're all, come, in this case, coming in the guise of Pshat. The only difference is, this one is in the camp of Pshat. This one is in the camp of Drush. That's why Rashi uses this, the beginning of the Pasuk, and the example of the sparks rather than the chunks of rock. The Rebbe concludes with a lesson that every part of Torah, all the parts of Torah are integrated with each other, not just to say that every Pasuk can be understood in different ways, but they're all the same Pasuk, which means that they're all the same, they're all united, and not to say that there are different types of interpretations, but they're all part of one structure, just like a person's body uh, has different limbs uh, which are totally different from each other, but they all complete the human, the, 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 the person, and that's why Torah also has different... That's not just what he means. What he means is that sometimes, even though each, each part of Torah has its own rules of interpretation, but sometimes they come together and that they have to be, they lean on each other. Pshat must have this medrash to complete it. Without it, it can't be understood. The same is true also of Primius HaTorah, Chsidus. It's also one part of the Torah can't be seen as two different areas in Torah. In fact, sometimes we find that the only interpretation for a part of Nigla the Torah is, to, and the only way to understand it is through Chsidus. Like example, when we talk about Hashem's hand or, or finger, that it make, makes no sense in Nigla the Torah. What does that mean? It's, a, it's completely antithetical to our beliefs that Hashem has a finger or, or a, a hand an arm, but Chassidus explains it, that's the only way to understand it and if we see the entire Torah as one and we study the entire Torah as one then we will be zeichet to the Torah Mashiach speedily in our days with the coming of Mashiach